hey, uh, guess guess what, you guys? <laughs> guess that the three of us just did. I don't think I could guess. I don't think anyone could no. guess if there was no title that they clicked on. There's no way. Right. We're unpredictable, so, baby. So... We watched Southland Tales uh, for frame oh rate. This is frame rate. Would you say we just watched it, Abe? Yeah, yeah. I no, guess, well, I, I guess you true. would say that. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you being David Bell, uh, right, him being hearing, Abe Batterson, be hearing, me being be Michael Swain. Lawyers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's just make this as aimless as the movie. Yeah, we're, we're all coming at it from different. <laughs> What's weird is it's aimless. While we all we're all trying to keep it on the rails. I was trying to get the intros out. Abe was trying to so get the I. info out. Dave's not really helping. Um, no, Dave's and not yet helping. in our deconstruction, <laughs> in our goal of keeping it on the rails, it's a complete train wreck, and that can happen sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, you just assume after doing this for like five years, you'd be like better at it. Hey, <laughs> he'd made Donnie Darko. <laughs> like it's this is not his first rodeo, bro. Yeah, and look what happened. Talking um, about our podcast, but yeah, the um, yeah, he, that's that's what what's his name? Richard Richard Kelly, Kelly baby. Yeah. You, uh, oh man, I feel like we just gave. Do you know the uh, filmmaker Neil Breen? Mm-hmm. I feel like we just gave Neil Breen a lot of money. <laughs> that's what. Like that's, the, this is that. That's the movie you mean? That's a, the movie I just. Watched, I budget yeah. Neil Breen film. And I, I, w- let's make it known, just because he, uh, they they said to do it. Uh, Chris, <laughs> how do you say? Krishanovich. 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 Listen here, Krishanovich. Chris- Krishanovich. You come into our house, our sanctified house, and you show me Southland Tales. Shame on you, on all your houses. And I, we want to thank you for your patronage. But you asked specifically for the can cut. And famously, this movie was panned at can, which is to say that like there's a there's a quote from the filmmaker who's like, this it was a very painful moment. It's like the point is right. Like this, this imploded on itself, right? And they thought it was gonna work, and uh, yeah, some people didn't. It's the first wanna, time so. The Rock ever went credited as Dwayne Johnson, which means this was his big shot at a serious role. He thought, uh, and Richard Kelly, the writer director, called it his misunderstood child. If you're not aware, it completely exploded his career. I guess imploded his career. Sorry, I'll stick with the imagery, and. Multiple stars from it, including Justin Timberlake and Wallace Shawn, have confessed that they never understood what the movie was about, including at the script level. Wallace Shawn said he was just flattered to be asked to be in a big budget movie. So he said, yes, he assumed someone understood it. I don't have to understand it, but (laughs) I'm here to say I also don't fully understand it. (laughs) Like what happened? Uh Yeah. Dave does. I so I've seen both versions of this movie. I had to do another. I we me and Tom did. We just watched on this movie. Oh, did you? Six months ago. I hadn't gotten that impression. Okay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and so I just want to shout out who's who's the the Patreon. I I just want to. I know. I know. Yeah, I I I know he didn't specifically ask uh, for me to be on. Uh, What's his his name? He he thinks it's funny when people try. Chris Shanovich. Yeah. Chris Shanovich. You'd nail it. Chris Shanovich yeah. didn't. Um, I, I'm just. This is all to say that I I've seen officially too much of this movie. Uh, of yeah, you, Southland yeah. Tales. I've seen both the theatrical <laughs> cut and the Cannes cut. Which, so the the premise is that it played at Cannes 
they booed, so they whittled it down to make it better. Mm-hmm. But I would argue that wasn't what actually happened. It just was a shorter version of a bad movie, as opposed to this is the longer version you of a bad movie. You can't cut the turd out of a turd, my friends. Like yeah. You can't just make it smaller. <laughs> it's turd all the way down. I, um, um, and I really hope that Krishanovich <laughs> did not pick this movie because it's their very favorite movie that they feel very precious about. Um, Because this is not going to go well for them in that case. Um, Which sometimes we get, man, someone showed us Save the Green Planet and I never shut up about it because it was so delightful. Yeah. But uh, in in contrast, I think we should probably synopsize Southland Tales because looking at the box office returns, like a lot of y'all have not seen Southland Tales. And uh, I'll say in a nutshell, my experience of it, was basically, oof, oh, it's where do you bite off? But yeah, this is, was the follow-up to Donnie Darko, and it's a lot of things that are my jam. It's a near-future dystopian dark satire about how everything is fucked, so it's ultimately like a bleak outlook. It starts and ends with the world's gonna end, the world's gonna end, not with a whimper, but with a bang, which is super weird because that's a quote it's from a another quote. movie. It's from The Stand. It's a play on this is how the world ends, not with a bang, but a whimper, right. which is a good, right. which is a good bit of writing. Flipping it makes it dumb again. You unclevered the clever you unclevered thing. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyway, you just said right. the normal thing to expect. Yeah, a bang. to be expected. But anyway, um, so kind of a Mars Attacks vibe, and then you know you're doomed from the outset, and it's like a hyper real uh, world where Dwayne Johnson is a. It's hard because it doesn't fully cohese, but he's a star who's is he also the protagonist. He's also prophetically written a screenplay that describes the events of the movie as they unfold leading to the end of the world. So he's like a prophet in that sense, but also he went through a time portal, but really it wasn't him. That's a misdirect. Actually, Sean mm-hmm. William Scott is the prophet who went through the time portal. Um, and you think he's twins, but he's not twins. He's himself from the near future. And uh, they do a handshake so mm-hmm. powerful that it resolves the plot at the end. But in the middle, Sherry O'Terry and John Lovitz <laughs> Kill a bunch of people uh, because of political conflicts between a fascistic police state, which is clamping down on the populace, and the neo-Marxist movement, um, which sort of fills out the middle of the movie. And, like, that's Mm. as clear as I can get. There's, like, here are things that happen in it. (laughs) The world world ended thanks to, like, a neo-Marxist movement doing clean energy. Did I get that right? Well, it's that Wallace Shawn created clean energy that uses... It's funny how solar power is scrupulously never mentioned in the whole film. But he uses the ocean's tides... And then it turns out that you can't fuck with the ocean's tides, which makes no sense because it's the moon. But anyway, you can't fuck with the ocean's yeah. tides or it rips time space apart. Like it creates poor rips in the fabric of the universe. And Wallace Shawn's company is hiding this fact. Even, A dimensional threshold. Even though it would all also obviously kill them all. Like why would you hide that or whatever? So it's like right. um, evil corporation is ruining the world, right? That, thing. that that yeah that sort of gets to the key of the the issue with this movie is that it's stupid <laughs> it's just dumb like, it's, it's just a not... stupid movie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it 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 made me like because i like donnie darko when that came out but then it made I me this donnie and then darko. the box well oh, this and then the, the box, box? when that's is, his last movie is that the one with the button again that's the one 
No, that was probably the, the button. What's what happens with the box? I want to know the. the is it where you press no, the button and someone the dies? The There's it a is. box okay. with a button and you you get a million dollars. Yeah, and it was it was it's the realization is I I go back and watch Donnie Darko and it these movies retroactively made me realize Donnie Darko probably isn't very good either because mm. I think it's all it's the equivalent to me it's the equivalent of like a Michael Bay movie but art house where it's all these art house concepts that don't actually congeal into an actual meaning where it's just like, it's just, it's, it's art house, like catnip where it's like, Oh, we're going to play these mopey songs. Cause he loves playing fucking, it's like, Oh, we're going to play the pixies. See, we're an art house film. Like it's a lot of that. It feels like it's a lot of fucking style um, and no substance. This film is the board for every scored, one of his films. Scored by Moby, by the way. Mm -hmm. It's Moby. Yeah, it is. it's Moby music, which is funny because I wrote as a derisive comment in my notes. Then they all danced to Moby music and then later found out, oh, that's literally Moby music. <laughs> like, yeah, I was right. Yeah. 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 And Wave of mutilation that, is a recurring it, theme. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, I, I don't know if we talked about this before we started recording. It should be noted that since I've watched the theatrical and the, the cans cut, I can officially say the cans cut doesn't change anything. It's just longer. It's just longer. Like the scenes are just longer. Okay. Right. Uh, I right. do. I do want to note that. I so uh, having reviewed this, I I went back and listened to that review, and I in that review say I love this film, Dude, and I yeah. want to explain why. <laughs> okay, sure. Because I also say it's a bad movie. Like we, mm -hmm. it's a bad movie. This is a bad movie. Uh, all right. Um, there is a there. It is. It's not every day you get to see John Lovitz uh, shoot Avon Parksdale, you know, and then get shot by Justin Timberlake later and mm -hmm. and watch like Kevin Smith talk to The Rock. Uh, like that is at, the, the one thing one I point, think about this movie that is a delight is the casting. Yeah. At one point, The Rock says, I am not going to die. We have footage of that. You know, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. Uh, at one point, one of his fans says, "If you don't let me suck your dick, I'm going to kill myself." <laughs> right? We have that. But uh, we have that. That's but yes, you're right. Like, this movie it's is not great only for the memes of it all. It's not only who gets shot by whom. When have you ever gotten to see John Lovitz play a non-winking to camera, not ironic, heavy? He's yeah, a badass. Exactly. He's motherfucking scary in this movie, and he just goes around soullessly shooting people in the face. Yeah, and I was like, John Lovitz mm -hmm. never gets to do that I, for good yeah. reason. It's a bizarre I, choice. He's yeah, got, he's see, like a bleached tip, evil racist cop. John yeah. Lovitz, insane. It's incredible <laughs> seeing Sherry O'Terry beat up Christopher Lambert. Like it's it's that shit She's where it's like yoked in this movie. Yeah, where it, it's like a waste. That's the thing that me is i want this movie to be good because i think the casting yeah. is so incredible and we're never gonna see that again we're never gonna see the rock play a role like this you know uh yeah. and it was such a fucking waste of this moment in time that you could get these people together to make this fucking movie the grand negus himself <clears throat> and yeah. i know what it's going for too like, yeah i know they there's trying to do like a little bit David Lynch, a little bit, uh, a little Verhoeven, right? My, my, yeah. Michael Honey, you know, like kind of thing, like mm -hmm. the 2005 soundscape of pop music over 
like fancy royalty American gala, you know, right. like there's flags replace fine art in the salons of America, man. Uh, this movie kind of lulls you into a submission, like, yeah. uh, like full disclosure. I fell asleep, uh, <laughs> around an hour and 15 minutes and I woke up and JT was singing a killer song. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like I had to go back, but that was kind of my state when I was watching it. But it's like you have to just start to see the performance art because there's just not much else. And it just took so much money yeah. to make, you know? And so, like, the writing – I want to, I want to talk with you guys about, like, what makes the writing particularly bad. So oh, and- I would like – I'm able to talk about what makes it bad and good. I think there are good moments as well. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. Shocker. Dun, dun, um, dun. Also, I want to point out Justin Timberlake has said, you got to remember, this was just one day in my life. Like he shot all his parts in one day and then recorded the VO. He also is like, I don't know what it was about, man. I I mean, they they asked me to swing. They just asked me to swing by for a day. I did it. You know, like, don't make a big deal out of this <laughs> I, love, I love how many people are trying to like distance themselves from yeah, this it's movie great. yeah because they watched it and i want one because like, i want like nonsense. the rock to be like best movie i ever or did julia more like, like this yeah. was my finest role yeah oh my god that would be so good oh yeah, yeah better than magnolia much better i think yeah yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay writing you want to talk writing go ahead yeah i have have one thing i have one thing and i said this on the other podcast but it really stayed true this time is that it is it's the biggest problem to me i think is that it doesn't have anything clever to say and i would say that's again across the board with this guy's Mm -hmm. uh work which is it feels like a it feels like a 13 year old writing poetry where and 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 like I would say it's it's a couple things. It's one is that this person I don't think had anything to say, but two, it's very much of its time, which is it always reminds me of the movie um, American Dreams with a Z. If you remember that movie, yeah, I do. Uh, I wrote it down which, in my notes. Yeah, doesn't oh, okay. that end with a, a bombing of the American it Idol does. set? Yeah, it's that's the thing. It's very dark. Post nine eleven. Yeah. Well, it's it's the post nine eleven cynicism where yeah. I watch it and I go. Oh, you haven't seen anything yet. That's the thing. Where it's watching a movie being like, oh, reality TV is destroying society. It's like, ah, yeah. <laughs> no, fascism, like Just the rise wait. of Nazism is destroying yeah, society. It's that. <laughs> it's, it's that. It's that cynicism that is so uh, retrospectively naive. Cute. Where it's like, oh. oh, it's cute how you think that this porn star reality TV uh, person is, is like. One of the yeah. most uh, best things to me is like, it's adorable that the neo-Marxist plot is they think sh- if we can only shoot a cop, find a cop shooting someone for racist reasons on camera, that will unwind society. That will make right, everyone right. so mad <laughs> that that will resolve it. They're like, one George Floyd, that ought to do it. Like, yeah, let's shake yeah. hands and go our separate ways. Well done. Jesus and you're like, you don't even know the extent to which we can get worse than that, bro. <laughs> That's true. Right. But I did and, think... And so did, I, mm-hmm, go ahead, the movie, sorry. I was just going to say, the, the entire movie is the equivalent of that, of someone saying something... Mm. That's like really, really mediocre. And then being like, I'm pretty edgy, huh? You know, like it's that it's the whole movie feels like that. It's like, look how edgy we are. And it's like, no, I'm sorry. You're just you're not. You're not. Yeah. Uh, But go on. (laughs) 
Oh, I was just going to say, I and maybe I'm giving it too much credit. I do really like Donnie Darko. I can't think of a, something important or vital that it says. You're right. Because it's just a little clockwork machine of uh, he uh, he's supposed to have died in that thing where the plane fell. So he does. Yeah, It's, it's like just, accepting it's just, your fate is the only message. But right, it's a it's a rambling. It's, it's, it's a ramble. rambling. It's a, it's a ramble. But I do think there's some Starship Troopers esque quality to Southland Tales uh, that if you lift those parts out, you're like, I mean, for the time that is surprisingly prescient in a don't look up way. And I'm not a big fan of don't look up by, I just mean in a big, broad, simple way. Like, I know what you mean. Yes. The 13 year old is writing poetry, but some lines of the poetry, he's not wrong. Like the news crawl says temperatures reach 140 degrees in Palm desert. Just as uh, Krista says, you know, it's hard to believe, but abortion's still an issue. And you're like, yeah, it's still still an issue. And um, who elected the Supreme Court? They're just a bunch of fucking shitheads. Am I right? Yes, that's true. (laughs) Don't tell me what to do with my body, you fuck stick. Like the actual political satire of it all is um, super basic but true where they're like you know what it's gonna be there's gonna be an urban pacification unit that just kills whoever they want anyone who dissents there's gonna be fucking giant sniper rifles off the shore and you're like well no it's gonna be a robot dog with a gun strapped to its back so you're wrong about the details Mm -hmm. your details are really dumb because you're like giant sniper rifle offshore but you're not wrong that that's the way the country's headed. You're not wrong about that. The satire right. is apt in a big, loud, dumb way. Like Idiocracy or Starship Troopers, I feel. And then in between, there's just a bunch of sci-fi story that's just a ramble. You're absolutely right. We're like, why is any of this? If this is a satire, a political satire, why? What is with the plot about the time twin whose hand glows and shit? What the fuck is yeah, that? Also, Pick one. To me enigmaticism doesn't mean character right like most Mm -hmm. characters behavior doesn't set them apart in this movie they're they say what they're thinking and what they're thinking is very like nuanced and very cryptic often like whereas the matrix did this to isolate the human minds from the computer minds this feels like a parody of that like more than anything and i know it For dips sure. into comedy and that's another aspect like i don't sh- know it if it knows like usually a symptom of that this type of writing comes out this weird thing where when you see it you're not sure exactly when it's supposed to be funny and when it's supposed to be like laughable um, right when you're like i don't know if you know if you knew that was the joke like that right kind of moment. and it's just like i don't or think like you, yeah yeah I don't there's one part that genuinely made me laugh which is the avon barksdale um is it amy polar is that pretending to have improvising yes i wrote that down so too. funny they're so fucking they almost funny. saved the movie with their improv and then they at yeah. the end of the scene get killed and then you're like yeah, well by john lovett uh, I also genuinely laughed at John Lovett's just general portrayal, like just the, the idea that that's his character. That tickled me. That whole sequence is definitely the funniest sequence because you get the introduction of John Lovett's. You realize how far he'll go and you get that glorious improv segment. That is um, the that is the best part. Yeah. of This movie. But um, we didn't. Oh, and they say he's trying to rig the election. Sorry, another apt thing that I forgot to mention. But I feel like we haven't finished 
digging to the bottom of the writing trench sure, sure. only insofar as I want to understand. And this is folding into right what you're saying, because I don't understand if this is a joke or not, or it has to be a joke, but I don't get why there's a joke there or what that point was, which is when he says the, uh, she goes, well, what will happen if all this shit doesn't happen? And he says, the fourth dimension will collapse in on itself. You dumb bitch, and then they kiss. Right, yeah. What the fuck what is the fuck going is that, on? She like falls. By the way, <laughs> she falls. Yeah. Uh, Wood Harris. I just want to, because I think of him as Avon Barksdale. His Wood name is Harris. Right. That's right. right. Um, he's great. Uh, he's he's yeah he's fantastic i wish I feel, after watching this performance i was like why isn't he in more comedies and the idea uh, that they really wear facial good. prosthetics uh too yeah. high <laughs> is funny yeah yeah, yeah. and he like, like has a character go- the whole time like yeah, he's, he's developing his domestic abuse character you could yeah. tell that was yeah. all him too you could tell yeah. that that was the character yeah. making the choices i feel like this too like we can't speak uh for him but the director, I feel like this is supposed to be like a cloud atlas, right, guys? Like a it's suppo- yes, a it's fun supposed cloud to be- atlas. So I think I think this is the equivalent of someone being really high and having a very big idea uh-huh. about the universe and wanting to like do like that. I would say again, it's it's very much. It, it really does hurt Donnie Darko because Donnie Darko also has the world is going to end stuff, um, mm. where it's like he's obsessed with that idea. And he, he can't keep a story small. He has to try to make these like big grand statements about the universe, but he's not ultimately saying anything, right? Uh, and so it, it definitely has that Cloud Atlas vibe to it, although I would say Cloud At- Atlas is better. Uh, right. Yeah, it's yeah. like Cloud yeah. Atlas yeah. is no, yeah, even it's... a bit of a mess. And then yeah. Richard Kelly's like, hold my beer. Um, yeah, and it's like when they try to make these grand statements, it's just this fucking weird and then on top of it there's like the you, the, the line you said the you stupid bitch and then like <laughs> pimps don't commit suicide and it's like what are we doing are you is are you just trying to be weird for the sake of weird okay like, they yeah. say for the record yeah you're he says i'm a pimp and pimps don't commit suicide then she says to him but you're a pimp and pimps don't commit suicide and then in the cut I watched, which I think I watched the wrong cut, and I apologize to Krishanovich, but uh, I hope this is the same in both cases. The final line of the film is also, I'm a pimp and pimps don't commit suicide. It's like saying, look at this bumper sticker with the coexist symbol on it. It's really important. Look at it. And you're like, "Uh uh-huh, coexist. Okay, what do you mean? Look at it, look at it. It's so important. And you're like, right. what is it? What? Are, I can't dig deeper. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> like, I can't get more you know out I... of Pimps Don't Commit Suicide. Especially in a movie where everyone's trying to fucking commit. Did you notice that his only idea is, and then they put a gun to their head? Like, five yes. people Ooh. put a gun to their own head. It's wild. You know what I think this is? Yeah. I, all right, sorry, Rad. You know what I think he thought he was making? Because you bring up Cloud Atlas. I think he thought he was making before it existed. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I, I think that's, wrote compare this to that in my notes. Yeah, I do think that's fruitful. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I think I, I loved that movie, but I think there's there is a universe where that movie is a Southland Tales because it's a very big swing. And it's trying to cover a lot of ideas while also being really fucking silly at the same time, right? So it's like there's dildos up the ass and then there's talk about nihilism and embracing nihilism and kindness 
in the face of nihilism and all these ideas that like actually mesh together in a beautiful way. Whereas this just didn't, it didn't. And it could have, if it was, if they had made it better. <laughs> but like, it's the same principle. Like it's like, yeah. yeah, it's, we're taking I, all these ideas and we're going to make you cry and we're going to make you laugh and we're going to make you cringe. Um, and it's, that's a really hard thing to do. So most of the time it ends up a fucking disaster. And it's a sweeping epic that ends at doom and death and wrapping yeah. up like this is going to sum up all of it also reminds me in its ambition of something like, uh, sorry, not a now for something completely the meaning of life, the Monty Python movie where right. they're like, we're going to do sketches and they're going to be all time bangers that are hilarious, but each one will also have some actual wisdom in it. And the whole movie will feel bittersweet at the end, even though it's a sketch movie and we'll try to sum up what is life all about in our own way. And you're like, well, that's a lot, man. Right. And then when you pull that off, you get something really special. And when you don't, it feels like, someone at the bus stop just rambling at you as you slowly back yeah, away man. and you're like right. uh-huh yeah. they don't they don't commit suicide got it buddy oh. and then and you're like but he sings the killers he's from in sync but he sings the killers and you're like i got it buddy i got it um i also want to point out <laughs> richard kelly said that the part where he went asked or around this question of did he had something to say uh richard kelly said that the part where justin timberlake lip syncs the killer song is the emotional heart of the film and oh, i no. have because, i have sat yeah. like a guy like a naked man on a porch staring at a rock like just trying to understand like what does that mean <laughs> yeah. like if that's the emotional my thoughts are deconstructing film, in front of me yeah. right what does that mean like what then what were you trying to say i've got yeah. soul but i'm not a soldier is the key to the movie that's the key. how so richard kelly how so is it because yeah. that we're like in the face of like you know the war in Iraq we're like we don't want to kill anyone is that like also the suicide thing like the the uh, like it's he he seems to be doing archetypes right so if you follow me here he's trying to say like people like JT or like people like JT are like this like bard or something like that this person who's like almost Shakespearean saying like this is what this is what happened in this tale and like yeah. if you look at right. if you look at uh, Dwayne Johnson or you look at Sean William Scott's character they're both like special boys I don't know which one because this is another writing problem that this movie has but not to my point my point basically meaning like Sarah Michelle Gellar is clearly like a Mary Magdalene and there's like a Jesus iconography, a lot of religious iconography. Right, with the, the rock Jesus belt. tattoo yeah. appears on his back at the end. Right. And it was like, oh, so he's Jesus, but this other guy is right. also Jesus. Yeah. So when you're basically saying that there's all these symbols at play, uh, like, I don't think that they know exactly where that's like, I know we've yeah. been talking about they don't know where it's going, but, like, I have always thought that you should use some symbolism, like, fairly lightly at good moments. You know, you do right. a story and then that, like, lands uh, a theme and you reflect on the theme and go, oh, that's kind of like this other thing, right? But if you make everyone an archetype and you have that stilted speech and you make everything of so, so much importance, it's like you think you're hitting dingers – Every at bat, but the reality is the reality is far from that. You you've given me no actual nothing to grab onto. Nothing yeah. to grab onto, and there's no like actual story arcs. 
like they are, then, they're just walking through the the scripts and it's just doesn't right. really feel like a emotional there's no emotion in it right right it's it's uh, at the end of the day like we can analyze it but it's just not good enough like it's just <laughs> not good like that's the thing is i would i would you know what would make me understand this movie the most is if richard kelly came out in an interview and said yeah i was doing a lot of cocaine like yeah, that would, would be it. Would, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, it's a mess. Or because that's that's ultimately yeah. what it is. When at the end, when fucking Timberlake is talking about Sean William Scott and says and he was my friend, and it's like what? he was, <laughs> yeah, like these moments where you it's like, oh, you, you forgot, you forgot to like put any evidence of that <laughs> until, or just the the mere fact my that he's narrating friend. it, and it's like you just you just needed someone to explain what was happening. Well, it's like the narration feels like it. Oh, it it feels like something a studio would add hastily to a movie that was confusing where it's like, can we have someone narrate what's happening? Because no one's going to know. And they just sort of arbitrarily choose Justin Timberlake, who's always just kind of on the side of what's happening. And it's like, I don't know, man. I don't know why he knows all this stuff. Well, and it's too many linkages. Like Abe was saying, it's the abundance of things mm -hmm. they wrap. So for example, it just occurred to me that all the special boys have pitch black hair, like dyed black hair, the rock and JT and Sean William mm -hmm. Scott all have notably like matte black hair. That's got to mean something, but I don't know what. And then like you pointed out the Jesus tattoo and then the glowing hand. I don't know why his hand glows. And then his name, Justin Timberlake's name is Abilene, which is the town in Texas where the first nuke dropped but I don't know what that means. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't it's think like it you're just much. attaching handles to things. And I would say I don't even need drugs to be involved. I would believe it if Richard Kelly came out and said, after the success of Donnie Darko, I wanted to take my swing at bat and do something really big and epic, and it just got away from me. Like, I could believe yeah. that it's as simple as that. Like, you know, I tried, and and there was so much pressure on me, I just this kept the adding best stuff I could and adding stuff. Yeah. This is the best I could keep up, keep, yeah. come up with. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, it's you have like to a, understand, I just had to keep going. Like, well, uh, I was in too deep at that point. Yeah. Man, we it's are like just dragging this motherfucker. Like, this is some soul-crushing shit that we're saying. <laughs> Right. Well, well, I'll say this to Richard Kelly in his own words. There is a path to end all suffering. You should take it. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. I'm sorry. Was you that just down. No, I will say this. Is yes. I, 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 he's on the shelf next to Shyamalan for me. And it's for the same reason is that I, I think they, they have their heart is in the right place. Which is that in their head, they're like, I want to make a movie that's fucking weird and profound and all these things and like something people haven't seen before. That's And you, yeah. can't, you can't accuse them of not making movies like that. The problem is, and there's no way to say this without being insulting, is that I don't think, I think their imagination is a little too limited to do that. And so right. it's like, oh, you should actually make simpler films because... Like you're directing, you have directing instincts that aren't bad. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, like the casting, the people you, the cast in Southland Tales, I still think like that's fucking genius. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's an amazing idea to yeah. cast these like fucking comedians in these roles that are like, like having Kevin Smith play like this weird guru tech guy, like in old man makeup. And yeah. it's like, yeah, this is, this is fucking cool. It's just that you, you should make like, I don't know, a bank robbery movie <laughs> with this cast. Like or, you should keep it but, just, like your swings are so 
yeah. big that it's like I don't think you've missed like you've whiffed so many times now. Like I just don't think that's where you you your strengths are. You know. So that's you my question these... for you as someone who's seen it because I haven't. The box clearly is that someone was like, "Look, man." take this very straightforward premise, which by the way is an old twilight zone episode. Right. Um, stretch it out a little, make a simple, basic ass, low budget movie. We're just giving you a house and a box prop and a two actors. Was the box good? Did, no. Can he do the box? No, no. It ended yeah, I was, gonna, it I was, was the, also going to say the nail in the coffin. Right? I, I was going to say, uh, I was like, you, you don't put him and Shaman even in the same class. What are you talking about? They both have that impulse to complexify and like make some form of aspect of the writing spiritual uh which is just a confident very confident swing by any writer right uh but he's he can make a scene actually interesting this guy also (laughs) struggles with it i mean he has some interesting uh sequences but there's a cover of the national anthem that spoke to me in this movie because it's a singer and then there's four violins and the violins just play one note. I like, Mm -hmm. I know enough about music (laughs) that I just (laughs) wanted to drop that in there that they literally like his cover of like the futuristic national anthem in this, uh, sci-fi dystopia is four violins playing one note. So like in the future, music will be so weird that they just play one note. And yeah. you're like, I doubt it. I doubt that will be what it is. Right. But, yeah. yeah, and it's just like, that to me is, sums up a lot of this movie in that like it's yeah. the, the kind of low-hanging fruit idea that you go like, oh, yeah, so so music is dumber? Uh, you know, you like, know what, what are you saying? It's very funny because I have another musical comparison I know you like Donnie Darko, and everybody likes that song, that Mad World song. Mm-hmm. Not just but that, that, but the end, the choice of making Tears for Fears the entire soundtrack is a great choice. To make. All right. Yeah. I just think that Mad World song is the equivalent of this stuff where it, you read the lyrics and you're like, That's right. this is like a child wrote this. <laughs> like, this is these lyrics are dumb. It's yeah. just so baseline, I'm sad lyrics. This is that, where we part ways. Tears for Fears fucking rules. (laughs) I know. I know. I was going to say a lot of people like this song, but I I look at that song and I think like this, I I, I could write this fucking song. Like this is just fucking. Then why don't you? You know what? Go write sowing the seeds of love. The best I ever had. It's like, come on, man. (laughs) Go write everybody wants to rule the world. Do it. Go write it. No, go write it. I'll wait. I'll wait. Well, wait. That's a. It's a teenager's notebook. Like go write shout. Write shout. I'm not talking about the <laughs> other songs. I'm talking enough. about the one song, <laughs> because the Mad like it, World song. It's just like that's the kind of shit that would be in a goth teen's no, notebook. It's my, it's and it's like my high school it's like, life journal. It's, it's yeah, that and shit. it's just like I don't know, man. And that's what Donnie Darko feels like to me, ultimately. Which again, I enjoy that movie mm-hmm. much more than this one, but where it just feels like kind of like empty poetry. Where it's just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, ultimately, it's they're like, not saying much. When you think about it, politics and pornography are the same thing. It's right, like those yeah. kinds of dunks that we're, we're talking. I love quoting this movie out of context because I'm just looking <laughs> at my notes and I just thought, I think my favorite line might be, the soul of a monkey can't survive the dimensional threshold. 
<laughs> but again, yeah, I think those are lines that are supposed to be funny They're or supposed bizarre, to be, right? Yeah. But it's just there's no difference between the profound stuff and the funny stuff. Right. So I'm uh, like, where yeah. where am I looking here? I need uh I need a direction and I need a destination and then we're all covered, baby. Uh right. you know, like it's it man, man oh man. And it, yeah. It, can I ask one quick favor? Yeah, what's up? Right, break it down again. Right, pale shelter. <laughs> Go write those, those songs. Are. And then get back to me. That's all. I'm done with this conversation. I don't know, I don't know what those <laughs> songs are. I cannot recover from fears. the tears for fear slander. And I gotta say, I still really like Donnie Darko. I don't think anything will ever change that. That's I think it worked. I think he had one good idea. I think you're allowed to have one album that's good and then fall no, off. No, People I do that all the time. I definitely think Donnie Darko is his strongest film, and it's just very clear that he just. <laughs> I think I think he barely got by on Donnie Darko. Yeah, he squeaks like, by, and yeah, he had Gyllenhaal, who is a powerhouse in terms it's of making that, a scene interesting in and of himself, just absolutely. making it seem interesting. Even as a yeah. young boy, Donnie Darko, it gives me the American Beauty vibes. Which is that it's a movie like from that era that everybody was like, this is so profound. And then you go back and you're like, uh, it wasn't that profound. The thing about <laughs> that, though, different. is yeah. Alan Ball uh, went on to do Six Feet Under. Richard Kelly yeah. went on to do The Box, which I'm hearing is not so great. <laughs> I, I, in fairness, I only saw it once and it was I remember being profoundly boring. Mm. I, I remember that about it. Mm. It's, it's a real Southland Tales. Where it's like, you're like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, this yeah. feels like it's a million hours long. I didn't and really find this. Dull. I mean, I did find it boring, but I didn't. I mean, I did say earlier I fell asleep. You fell asleep. But, yeah. uh, like, it is, it's my kind of brand of nonsense, or it's like kind of my, kind of like what you're saying at the top, Dave, my favorite brand of bad movie, because it forces yeah. you to deconstruct literally everything in search of meaning. Like it's right. like when you watch like game film of of bad pass or something, it, basically this whole game is just little lessons for the future. Like don't do that. That's that was a dumb yeah. choice, and that's that's kind of why I like watching this brand of bad movie as opposed to which also this movie exhibits of another type of bad movie would be just like these are unhinged choices. Uh, why right. are, why is any of this happening? This is just awesome. Kind of like Miami Connection or something like that. Oh, yeah. You know, like that's the, this kind of has hallmarks of both. Yeah. You definitely know what you call it a big budget Neil Breen movie. I hadn't thought about that. Mm -hmm. But Neil Breen is definitely tries to do this stuff. I mean, I stand by my statement in the other podcast where I said I love this movie mm -hmm. uh, because again, it's such again, it's it's such a, a amazing artifact. Uh it's a it's I love that it's so strange and such a weird novelty. What I don't love is having to watch the movie twice in a row. <laughs> like within Where like else a can year. you see yeah, the rock? And watch it longer. That's the thing, is like, oh I love this movie. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> like Yeah. But it's, it's the uh, only place around you can see the rock steeple his fingers and twiddle them. That in was a way like a, that he's never done any other time in the rest of his life, but he does incessantly in this movie. I think in yeah. his mind, when he has he has his like psychic break or whatnot, where he's what's his name, Jerome Kane, Jer Jericho Kane, Jericho Kane, the character from his own screenplay, yeah. right? Uh, that's yeah. an affectation of that character. Well, also weirdly enough, Kevin Smith does the finger thing to describe what happens when they like meet each other. 
Or Sean William Scott, because I do think one of the reveals he was trying to make is that Sean William Scott is the real one that we thought The Rock was. Um, I don't know if, but that's the impression I got. Uh, Like, I think the defining question of this film, or a question that makes you go, I see what kind of film this is, is that this whole movie is about the world ending. And at the end, I still don't understand if it ended in a nuke because the blimp blew up or because time ripped apart. Or if they saved the world. I'm not sure the right. world ended. Sure I don't what know happened. what happened at the end. Yeah. <laughs> right. and I, I would, I'm willing to bet that the director doesn't know either. That's, that's the problem. Nuts. That's what it all comes we down came, to. We saw, me, we did nothing. Is, yeah, it's like it's, it's deep for the sake of deep, but I don't think there's enough meaning where it's, again, it's like a, it's like a teenager poetry or like that where it's like, oh, it, it has all the pieces that makes it seem deep and complex, but I didn't bother to actually figure out what it, any of it means. Like, right, that's right. what it feels like to me. Is that I mean, I don't, that... despite what the director says, I don't think he knows what this means because I don't think it means much. Ultimately, it's just weird and cryptic for the sake of that. But it's not. Yeah. It's a cryptic. It's a kind of cryptic that has no air of mystery about it. Like, right. It's. Yes. So he says, this is how the world ends, not with a whimper, but a bang. And your brain is like, okay, I mean, that's true. That's what you're depicting. Go on. And he goes, but we can take consolation in one fact. Nobody rocks the cock like Krista now. And you go, Uh, that's cryptic, but it's not even evocative cryptic. You just said something that I don't know what you mean. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just gibberish. Right. Is it supposed to be like this cynical, like, Oh yeah, but we can take solace in this superficial slogan. Is right. that it? Because then it's like, are you just saying this really cynical? Oh, we view can take of, like, solace society? in that one fact. Coca Cola is the pause that refreshes, or whatever. And you're right. like, ah, that would have been. I'd be like, I see what you're doing. At least, yeah, at least. But y- again, we have to make these. We have to sit here and fucking <laughs> is that try what to doing? figure yeah, it out? Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's ultimately just nonsense, and it's not that deep. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, like, I don't, I don't think there's going to be something that the director can say that'll make us go, that Oh, it, it all right. makes sense now. Well, because I, I don't think he I did wonder that. if the whole thing was in Sean William Scott's head and all that happened is that he went back in time and I don't know. You're right. My brain, like, like that torture where they splice up words and play them in random orders. My brain is constantly trying to make it work with one key to it. Like, oh, what if Kevin, what if the whole thing's in Kevin Smith's head? Right. <laughs> you know, does that make it make sense? Let's and try to me, that. It comes down <laughs> to just, it's not good enough. It's not good <laughs> enough. Like, like stuff like, like uh, signs going back to Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. Mm. When you're, you watch the ending and you're like, that's nonsense. Why did the water kill it? That, and then you hear an interview where he's like, oh, they represent demons and it's holy water. And you're like, oh, that at least makes sense. I don't know if I agree with it. I just don't think it even has that, you know, where it's like, there's nothing that can be said. That's like, Oh no, it's actually this. I don't, I just don't think there was that plan. It's like, like, I want a song that's just gibberish in the sky. That's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, because I think that's weird. Like it's, I, yeah, I think it's very much top down where it's like, it's again, it's the Michael Bay of like art house where it's like, I just want these like profound looking moments to happen I don't care how they happen. I just want them to happen. And then I'll figure it out later. 
Yeah. That's my that's my guess at least. I still think the most redeemable thing in the whole thing is just the depiction of the idea that the cops will become solely a force to repress up uh, you know unrest. Right. The shit where the cop says um there's a big crowd forming. I recommend we fire into the crowd. You're like that is the kind of slight exaggeration of real circumstances that I'm like, yeah, that's I don't for know, sure. I mean, that's satire. yeah, it's like the UPU. He, uh, Richard Kelly said one of the bigger influences on this film was Brazil, and I see it. Oh, oh I see when yeah, he's trying to right. do that. Yeah, I that see costumes. It. Then all the bizarre look of everybody, like Wallace Shawn in his world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. But it, it's not but... like in Brazil where you have a choice to cross a threshold. Uh, uh, about like, all right, burn it all down versus, you know, like stay the course, uh, mm-hmm. you know, That's... that which is what Brazil is about. There's no build up to a moment where that resolves in this movie. They're destined to do stuff. They say some stuff in some rooms like sermons and then, uh, you know, magic happens and then it's the right. end of the movie. Yeah, that is that is an important thing we haven't talked about, which is that movies like Brazil and and any weird bizarre art house films usually they still kind of adhere to like structure story structure and this doesn't this really doesn't. like i never felt the three act structure i never felt mm-hmm. that i was following any protagonist that was changing or growing mm-hmm. or because you know like even brazil you have a protagonist that's changing throughout the film you have something you can latch on to because that's just how movies work right is we we're lost otherwise and that's a big part of this movie is that it doesn't feel like there's a protagonist. It doesn't feel like anyone has any change. It doesn't feel like any relationships. You're not put into their inner like, life even. Like it's not yeah. even clear when or whether uh, The Rock really thinks he's Jericho Kane, his own character of his own creation, or knows he's The Rock or knows he's embodying right, Jericho yeah. Kane. Like you ride along with this guy and you don't even know what he thinks about himself and his own identity. It's weird. Right. Yeah. Be- and you're right. Cause at any given moment I couldn't un- like when he's going down Venice beach drinking beers and he looks, seems like chill and it's like, Oh, yeah. And cool. then the, the, the lady points the gun to her head and he's like freaks out. And it's like, and it's just like, I he, yeah. At any given moment, I couldn't figure out what was going on in his head for sure. Uh, it's it's amazing to me that a defining aspect that I do think is supposed to be an emotional gut punch when he says he was my best friend is the fact that Sean William Scott, when he was deployed with Justin Timberlake, accidentally hit him with some grenade shrapnel that cut his face up a little bit and he's otherwise fine. Right. Uh, and that is apparently devastating to Sean William Scott in a way that he can't forgive himself for it and suffers a mental break. And um, we only see that event as a three frame animation in a very busy opening crawl of a bunch of information. So it's like blink and you miss it the most important grounding human aspect of the film, which itself is pretty (laughs) dumb. What if I accidentally scarred up Justin Timberlake's face, but it's still like you blew right by the only thing that I could latch onto. That was the only human thing going on that. And maybe the guy who's going to kill himself because they reinstituted the draft. Like I can resonate with that. That Uh, feels grounded. That's a, there's a character there. I understand. But then, but then he's barely a character too. Like he fires the (laughs) rocket rocket launcher. launcher, like, why and then did he, he jumps do that? and I was and like, he, why did, yeah, why, why why did, did he kill, kill himself? <laughs> yeah, there's a reason, you know, say what you want about the special boy tale or the hero's journey shit. Uh, there's a reason we stick with it because it's very 
clear. <laughs> it's got yeah. a very, yep. it's a map that you can go and you're like, ah, oh, that felt like a journey because it's literally that you know it's a right single journey where someone it's, goes somewhere and yeah. changes and it's just like oh yeah this movie when we when we stop doing that kind of stuff uh it's always trouble because you have nothing to rely <laughs> upon so when someone does it really well like for example uh full metal jacket has no uh has no basic structure other than you know right. 45 minutes of boot camp and one hour of war now when you try a new form and it works and it resonates with people altman did the same thing uh, around the same time like it, it really does feel like wow you were saying you're saying something truer no country more human does it. more yeah. spiritual even uh because it's like it's raw off the cuff kind of stream of consciousness human uh and we give that a lot of credit and a lot of people st- try to do that it's like the kind of flawed concept of the writing the great american novel if you're a writer or, or making like a that. movie that actually reflects real life i'm gonna make a real movie yeah, not with all this the- contrived structure but a real people and you're like yeah that's hard man good luck to you it's the, yeah it's the, it's the straight out of film school stuff yeah, where it's but- like oh i don't need and where like you can literally if you like i've done it before you can watch fucking um eraserhead and see the three-act structure like right. that's the thing is that it's like no these are these are things designed so that you don't hurt yourself essentially and like, those rare films like, where it it breaks that and it still keeps your attention you're like those are very rare they're yeah, very exactly. rare <laughs> they're very rare and like uh, not everybody is going to be able to make that in fact most people 99.99% of people aren't going to write something that works that breaks that structure right. because the structure is already pretty flexible it's just yeah. right That's something true. to keep it on the rails you know yeah yeah it's a it's it's a bizarre choice to set up i mean i guess when you get a passion project like that like to tell richard kelly to like you know push the brakes on the uh those that those their impulses <laughs> you know like to tell him to do that right. is would be like i would also shouldn't you say that to paul thomas anderson for making magnolia yes uh that is uh, you know uh self-embellishment self-aggrandizing kind of literature well for us to ever get magnolias and no countries and movies like that and full metals we need to let a bunch of directors try and fail so richard kelly's doing his part he's part of the great ecosystem you're yeah. the carcass that produces movies that we That's like. Why, <laughs> you're the carcass that comes we eat. down. Yeah. No, it comes down to, to me as just not good enough. Like that's it. <laughs> it's just like I yeah, the instincts, the big swing, never want to discourage that because yeah, that's how we get everything everywhere all at once. Right. Which again, that even that has a 3x oh, structure. That totally it's just does. Yeah, but it's it's definitely a very unique film in other ways, but it's just it's like yeah, I never want to discourage this stuff. But I'm not. I'm not. That doesn't mean it's going to be good. And this wasn't good. This but wasn't it good. ends with That's... "Tender" by Blur, which is a good ass credit song. Mm. <laughs> uh, so he knows redeemed. music. He knows He's very music. Good at he knows doing... soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. 
I did. I liked the fuzzy lo-fi. Like some of the Moby music works. He's good at soundtrack. That's true. Can't take that away from him. I also don't understand why it's broken into chapters and the first chapter is chapter four. And then the Because it's artistic. Then the other chapters aren't numbered. (laughs) He was doing like a a Star Wars thing. I think this is based off a comic. I thought he wrote a comic to fill out the world. That's more right. I, but I don't, I'm not sure. I honestly okay. don't know. Uh, I'm not going to look it up. Uh, I am. Did you notice okay. that so you guys a, can talk. a whole midsection of the film doesn't have any, at least with the uh, can cut, uh, the midsection of the film, about an hour of it, of its two hour and 40 minute runtime, doesn't have any narration whatsoever from JT. So we get, uh, in fact, he switched to like a chorus of narration where it's like random lines of poetry are being read by different members of the cast, including all most of them coming from uh, Kevin Clark. And uh, that's how the, the, like, so even when he got rid of the device, which should be consistent throughout your movie, when he failed to do that, he created a new form of the device because he couldn't help himself but say, like, but you know, what the scene needs is someone saying something cryptic yeah. here. And I mean, like it's, and, and a, it's, it's also someone still, like, explaining it's a compulsion. or trying to. Yeah. The, it's a compulsion of the writer-director to do this style. And you can be into the style or you cannot be into the style. But I just noticed this, that it's like, why wouldn't you keep that with JT? You already have this device that you've built that is like he sermonizes to the, you know, like to the congregation of the future. Um, and he also tells truths of the past and tells and fills in details about like exposition. Okay, and he's a sniper. He, it's he, he's essentially like a Tiresias character. Uh, right. In fact, he almost in, on the nose is uh, the 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 abstraction of his pain comes in the format of uh, uh, his eye, but he can still see. So I don't know. It's all it's all kind of symbolism, you know. It's I. But it's it, just, it gives why me the impression him? of like. That that Kevin Smith story about working with um fuck I forget his name that producer who just wanted he kept wanting to add stuff that he had seen on TV that week like he had watched a National Geographic thing on spiders and wanted to add a spider into the Superman movie that Kevin Smith was writing mm. that producer later did Wild Wild West uh, which has a giant spider in it it's, it, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the that, same. it feels it feels like that which is like I've had this experience in film school and stuff where someone wants to make this piece of art. And it's very clear that they're working something out uh, psychologically. Mm. Like it's they clearly want to make a story about something that personally frustrated them or like something they saw that week that they thought was interesting. Mm. And they keep changing because they keep finding new things that they find interesting. That's the impression I get where it's like, "Ooh, what if I did this? And then he watches another movie that week and he's like, oh, what if I did that, too? Oh, I should do this. Oh, I like this, where he just keeps adding stuff and adding stuff Jesus. because he wants it to be everything. If That's we, the impression I get. We, we are going so goddamn hard. We don't need to. Like, it's this. Is, yeah, we do, if, though. Can I read Richard, something that explains why on. we have to go so hard? <laughs> but if Richard Kelly were to listen to this, we just said like Dave's the implication of what Dave just said is I watched your film. I noticed that you may have some insecurities. <laughs> It's not, no, it's not his insecurities. I'm saying it's like, 
it's just whatever was grabbed his attention that week. Sure. Like, that's what it feels like, is it feels like he kept adding stuff. Gotcha. And it didn't matter if the stuff meshed. It's just, like, shit that in the moment, he, you know what You're I mean? It's like working something out. Yeah, yeah exactly. But it's either like, it's oh, I read this me. book that had this interesting idea, so I'm adding that in. Or like, oh, this person at the coffee shop was mean to me, so I'm going to add a character in a coffee shop. Or, like, that sort of feeling where it's, it doesn't feel cohesive because it feels like... Uh, it's like, it's like when I was five and I did my own makeup at my birthday party and just kept smearing face paint on myself <laughs> until it was just like this mush mm-hmm. where it's like, it's just that it's, it's, I'm going to keep adding stuff to this sauce because, Oh, this is interesting. This, Oh, I think this, this is cool. Oh, I, I want to have this subplot, but ultimately it's just this big fucking blur of bullshit when you stand back from it. That's, that's my it- theory. Yeah, oh, Abe, may I, mean. can I go now? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, all right. I felt shut down there. Um, I just want to say why he deserves it. This is what, I went away for a bit and recovered this uh, treasure okay. from Wikipedia. The graphic novel Southland Tales, the prequel saga, are the first half of the Southland Tales style. Uh, story. In its entirety, it was conceived as a nine-part experience. The first six parts would have appeared as graphic novels, released in a six-month period leading up to the film's release in 2007. The feature film comprises the final three parts of the story only. A website was also developed by Richard Kelly to interleave the narratives, and if you don't understand Southland Tales, it's just because you didn't imbibe the whole thing, is his yeah. stance. So yeah. fuck him. Like, that Ooh. sucks. Yeah, that's some that's a bad stance. That's some heavy <laughs> Ego shit where it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, you have to consume all. It's it's the fucking My how like ideas. Star Wars is like putting out factoids explaining their movies. It's that where it's like, yeah, you you need to make a a complete movie. My no. movies, they can't be simplified, isn't it? Isn't there like something that says like the true sign of intelligence is being able to explain something simply? You know, like right. I feel like that's yeah. apt. Like yeah, what's going yeah on and there. I, again, it, it's it, yeah, and none of this feels. I don't know. I don't feel like I'm dumping on this guy because he made something that was bad, <laughs> and like I don't know. That's and, and I, I'm sure he knows at this point that most people think that. And I guess the thing, the question is, is like, did he learn anything from it, or did he double down and go, well, no yeah, one understands my, we'll art, never you know. know. We'll and it's that know. sort of idea of like, I don't know. Ultimately, you're making a movie that's supposed to be. Not necessarily just entertaining because movies mm-hmm. are obviously art, but like this, this didn't work as art either. You know, it it didn't work as entertainment. It didn't work as art. Mm-hmm. Uh, and well, like, and that that's that's he the should know that he should know he that. Should, we're, okay, we're taking it that far. We're gonna go and make no, sure. No, no, no. I don't I want mean, him to hear I mean, this. He, no I human mean, should probably, experience that. No, I'm saying he should know that. <laughs> regardless of this podcast right he should know it by watching the film yeah yeah exactly like that's what it is is like at this point if he's doing interviews being like everybody's stupid but me that's the problem then it's like all right like no (laughs) you you didn't you failed you failed at making this story and like you know it happens yeah uh it's 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 a 17 million dollar oopsie yeah oops my bads well you know i i just want to thank again Krishanovich, you know, for well, bringing this. Well pronounced. Krishanovich. Yeah. Good. Just, Nailed it. Just, it just, Krishanovich? Bringing this into our home. Yeah, thank you. 
and two mm. hours and 40 minutes. 47 not, minutes or some shit. I'm not yeah. angry about. I'm totally fine Got with it. Got a good it. nap. Right. So, and you can do this too to us if you uh, if you go on the old uh, patreon.com slash small beans, uh, you know. Throw us a few dollars, you should, and you can get the yeah. pick the flick tier. And guess what? That's that's gonna allow you to choose movies for us. And, and you can pick this movie again. You can't can keep picking this movie that's, over and over again. If you try to, with a different we're gonna guess. just say no. Pick a different movie. Well, what if they do the theatrical cut? <laughs> then we keep saying no. Okay. Okay. We already covered the film. The box. Have them do the box. Hey, how do you, how, how do they find you, Dave? What? How do they find you? <laughs> I don't want them to find They press me. A, this button and then Dave <laughs> appears, but they lose right, a million listen. dollars. <laughs> listen, uh, Gamefully Unemployed. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. Uh, do that with Tom Ryman. We also do podcasts with uh, The Small Beans, uh, Star Trek Next, Futurama, and Spielboys. So yeah, go to Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed or just look up Gamefully Unemployed wherever you get podcasts. We have a bunch of podcasts about movies. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. well, well struck uh, Michael you got anything else as the, the host of frame rate we get the final word nah except nah, that this is the show where we rate frames I think we forgot to say that up top I made that so. oh, yeah. do we keep yeah. or delete this uh, I'm gonna close I'm the portal it. I'm gonna close the portal on this one <laughs> and this was another episode of we just watched <laughs> Multikers. All right. This has been a small beans endeavor. We're a bunch of pals who make podcasts, sketches, music, web series, and movies. The beans always have new ideas percolating, so make sure to check us out at patreon.com slash small beans. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash small beans, where you can browse all of our current and past content, see what we've got planned in the future, and learn how your support can help the small beans grow into huge giant monster beans. If you enjoyed this content module, please like, rate, subscribe, or tell a friend about us. We love you!